I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. One of the things that has always fascinated me is the impact of our childhood experiences on our life outcomes. What I've noticed is that for some people, when you have a challenging childhood, uh, it just kind of continues into adulthood and they, they never really seem to hit their stride. And then I've known some people who also experienced very challenging circumstances and environments, but somehow, some way, they turned out to be different. And often those individuals had a determination to reach back and inspire others that where they start isn't where they have to finish. And that's the case for my next guest, Sean Quintero. I've been honored to be coached by him. I can attest to the principles that he teaches, but not only that, I can attest to who he is as a person. And I want you to listen in to this very inspiring interview of how Sean took his childhood experiences and used them to not only propel himself forward, but to make a difference in the lives of others. And I believe that just listening is going to bless and inspire you to not only start, but finish. Enjoy. Sean Q, welcome to Publishing Secrets. I am honored and excited to have you on the show with me today to talk about your journey as an author. Now, you are an author with two books under your belt, so a lot to talk about today, but let's start at the beginning. Tell us about your first book and who you had in mind as you wrote that book. Yeah. Coach Tam, I am just so excited to be here. First of all, thank you so much for letting me be on the podcast today. My very first book was written when I was 21 years old. Uh, and that was a book written out of anxiety and frustration with a lot of the, the things that I saw in the world. I, was, uh, I grew up in a, in a city that was stricken by poverty. 58% of the citizens in that city were on some type of government welfare. And without that government welfare, they would lose their homes. They wouldn't be able to provide for their families. So it was, it was an incredibly um, difficult city to, to grow up in and live in. And I knew because of what I knew the Bible said, I knew that God had called us for more. I knew God has called us to live lives of impact and not allow poverty to stop us from being able to pursue everything he had called us to do. And so I wrote this book called Better, and I wrote it five minutes at a time. Wow. Well, you certainly have my attention and I'm sure you have the attention of our listening audience. 
Uh, being able to write a book five minutes at a time sounds intriguing. At the same time, I would imagine that some may be wondering, okay, can I really get a book done five minutes at a time? So Sean, let's break this down. How did it work? Uh, I made a decision. I'm going to write this book, even if I spend just five minutes a day before I go to bed, writing one sentence. And what I discovered through that process was if I started writing for just five minutes and I gave that little bit of time to myself, I ended up writing for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. There was one time where I started for a five minute stint and I wrote for three hours. And I realized that it's so overwhelming to think about writing a book. But when you think about writing for five minutes and just writing one sentence, it becomes so doable. And so I made a decision. I literally pulled up a calendar and I said, that date. <laughs> I just picked a random date and said, that's the day I'm going to publish it. Amazingly powerful. So family, if you have been you know, setting aside an hour, two hours to write, which works really well for some people, but maybe that's not working for you. Sean has just given you a powerful nugget. So instead of saying, I'm gonna spend all this time, what you tell yourself is, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna write. I'm gonna get at least one sentence out. I'm gonna dedicate five minutes. And you're going to see that you're going to be in the flow and you're going to end up putting way more time and effort into it. And then as a result, you will get more done, right? Instead of going to that shutdown mode where nothing productive happens. And, and you know what? There may even be some days where it's just five minutes. I, I can remember uh, when I first started uh, for the last time, my weight loss journey, there were days because exercise was still a new habit for me. Um, that I didn't feel like working out. So I came up with a similar rule shot. It was just give it 10. And so what I found is that once I gave myself 10 minutes in the workout, by the time I got that far into it, nine times out of 10, um, I was feeling good and I was encouraged to continue the workout. But there were still some days where it was just 10 minutes. Uh, it, it just didn't happen. And so that may happen when you apply Sean's just give it five rule. But look, you're still winning because you have overcome that procrastination uh, demon, if you will, that seeks to stop you from getting your goals accomplished. And it takes away that guilt and that shame for not being able to get it done. So, Sean, thank you so much for sharing that tip. I think that is going to bless so many people that are listening. Now, you also mentioned something that is common with brand new authors is just trying to figure out the whole publishing piece. So talk to me about how that worked out for you. What did you end up doing to get the book published? Because I had no idea about publishing and I didn't want to spend a lot of money. I didn't have any money. I mean, I was a, a 21 year old with like a minimum wage job that was like part time. I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to Kinko's or like Office Depot, and I'm just going to print as many versions of this as I possibly can. I'm a three hole punch it. And then I'm going to go get yarn at the dollar store and tie it in yarn so that it wow. kind of looks like a book. <laughs> and then I, hosted, I told my parents, hey, can I use your backyard? And I'd love to just kind of host an event where I like announce I published this book. So I invited a hundred people from the church that I went to and said, Hey, do you mind coming? I'm going to release this book. And it was just so exciting. And 
in the middle of the night, the day before that event, God woke me up and he gave me this beautiful vision of me putting a handprint instead of a signature on the book, on the front of the book. And so the next day I woke up, I went to Home Depot, bought a can of paint, and I literally had stacks of my printed yard books, <laughs> yarn books right next to me. I had maybe about 50 people who showed up. We had pizza. I announced the journey, the process, what the book's about. I read a little bit of the first chapter. And I said, if you want one, they're five bucks. And I'm an entrepreneur. That was the first five bucks I, I, I made uh, as Love an entrepreneur, it. which was pretty awesome. And so they came, they bought the book and I put my hand in the paint can, pulled it out and put my handprint on each of the copies that I gave out. Now, I didn't tell my parents this, mind you, and we were on a slat of patio. So you still see paint <laughs> marks all over that patio from, you know, 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> they weren't very happy. <laughs> but it was, it was just such an incredible night. I mean, we had bonfires and like just a ton of really cool stuff there. And that was my journey to becoming an author. Such determination to to get this done and at such a young age. Um, tell me something, Sean, what really inspired you to become an author? What was the driving force behind that determination? Somebody gave me a piece of advice and they said, Sean, choose who you want to be and then go be it. And I said, I want to be an author. And so I said, well, what do authors wow. do? They write. So I'm going to write for five minutes. I'm going to publish this book myself, which it's not actually published. You can't buy it anywhere. Um, and I'm going to release it. I'm going to let it go. Um, and the amount of testimonials I got from people reading the book, the amount of businesses that got started, and I believe that was the seed that was planted, the amount of people who, go, who went into ministry because they read the book and said, okay, I can do better in my life and I'm not going to settle for what life has given me is the legacy I believe that that book has had. Um, and so I, I, it's not published. I probably should get it published. It's a file on my computer right now. Um, but it was really cool to see that even without all of the mm -hmm. fancy things, if you have something inside of you, you can get it out. Now I have published books and I've worked with incredible publishers um, and we've grown the impact of our other books and we've grown the access to it uh, through working with publishers, but never let anything stop you from getting mm. what's inside of you out into the world. Such a great piece of advice, right? Because a lot of times we can look at what we don't have and your message today, Sean, is work with what you got, you know what I mean? And trust that God will give you the increase. You know, as you moved forward in your journey, you were able to work with publishers, but don't let what you don't have be a barrier to you moving forward. So, so powerful. So of course, as you went through this, as you mentioned, you realized that you had more books in you. Um, so you continued to write. Tell us about what happened next in your journey. Well, as soon as I published that book, I, I discovered what was possible. And I thought, if I can publish this book by myself in the backyard of my parents' house, what's po and, and it have that kind of impact, what's possible if I work with a publisher? What's possible if I do, you know, go that route and write the books that I believe got a place in my heart? And I made a decision. You know what? If I could do this, I could do that. 
And it was that baby step that really helped me believe in what was possible. And so uh, it was maybe about a year later that I, I, I felt this like birthing process, if you will, of God just dropping in my heart a desire for people. It wasn't necessarily a desire to write a book. It was a desire to help people through writing a book. And so I began to look at the people that God had surrounded me with, specifically in a Facebook group. I, had a face, I have a Facebook group of about 10,000 Christian entrepreneurs. And I thought, I want to write a book for them because I see these questions coming up over and over and over and over. And it would just be so much easier if instead of me repeating myself, I could just say, hey, go buy the book, go do it yourself. You got this. And so I wrote my second book um, and it's called Christian Entrepreneur, um, Online Wealth for the Christian Entrepreneur. And it was sort of like my manifesto of you can do work and it represent the worship you're giving to God. You can be in business, but it also serve as a ministry. You can be an entrepreneur and make money while focusing on changing lives. Um, you can create an impact and expect an income. And so it was kind of this manifesto of Christian entrepreneurs. I know you're nervous and scared about money changing you. But guess what? There's a God inside of you and God changes you. Money is just a tool. It's not a master. Um, it was my opportunity to speak into the lives of those who were sitting in the church pews who had this business idea, but maybe didn't have the support that they needed to make it a reality. So I wrote this book, Online Wealth for the Christian Entrepreneurs, and I released it. And uh, I ended up going through Amazon and, and working with the publisher who helped me kind of figure all that good stuff out. Um, I, work, I hired a designer for the first time. You know, I hired someone to format it. Like I, I went through that whole process and it was really cool to experience the impact of other people grabbing the vision and saying, awesome, let's make this even better. <laughs> um, and so it was really cool to partner with some incredible people who helped me publish that book. And when I published it, I didn't expect it to have the impact that it's had. I think it sold a couple of hundred copies, you know, in the first couple of days. And um, it was really cool because I got, to, I have pictures of my book in Israel at the Sea of Galilee. I have a book wow. of my, um, I have a picture of my book at the North Korean um, border, somebody taking it to South Korea and potentially moving it into countries like that. I have it in the Middle East and in Russia and, you know, in, in Latin countries and in Mexico and in Canada and, and across the U.S. And it was really cool to see how accessible it was to people all around the world. Even though I'm like, I'm Sean from San Bernardino, California, this poverty-stricken city w that didn't believe he was going to do anything other than work at a McDonald's. Um, and to know how easy it was to go that route. So many great nuggets in that, Sean. I mean, you're right. When you partner with people that are good at what they do, right? It may not be something that you are good at, but it's an area that they excel in. It makes the process so much easier. And, and for that reason, I'm, I'm super excited about my partnership with Chris O'Byrne, I mean, he makes it easy when we have an aspiring author that wants to take that step and uh, publish their book. You know, I, I'll still confess, I don't know the ins and outs of all of those components in terms of how to do that well, but Chris and his team does that day in and day out. So it's just a matter, as you said, with connecting with the right people. And then when you do that, the doors of opportunity that open 
are mind-blowing. I mean, when you were talking about the different places that your book reached, you know, that is the power of being able to get your book on a platform where people everywhere can access it. And especially if you are a kingdom-driven author, that allows you to get the message of, uh, of God out into the world just by you being obedient, taking the time to write and following the process, seeing it through. Look at the doors that open for you. Now, as amazing as your journey has been, Sean, you know that this podcast is designed to help those that are, are struggling with a sense of self-doubt and fear. I'm curious, from your perspective, what do you think one of the major reasons is that we don't move forward with our goals to write and publish a book? I think we oftentimes consider ourselves imposters. Like, well, I'm not a real author. Or I'm not a real writer. Like that, that's for those big authors and writers. And yet God says, I want to work with a nobody to make them a somebody to do something for me. And so no matter where you're at, like if God has given you his command and it's his will, he's going to make a way at the right time for it to happen. Um, And so that book was really pivotal, pivotal for my personal experience because it empowered me to know what was not just possible from a backyard, but what was possible using the internet. Um, And so I wrote that book. People loved it. People have built incredible businesses from it. And I'm now, you know, in the process of writing more. So it's been this really cool, cool journey of from my parents' backyard to having a wait list now of a couple hundred people who are waiting for my next book to come out. You know what? I'm not going to even touch that. That was so powerful in and of itself. But Sean, you were, as you were sharing with us, you mentioned something Uh, a very familiar term to me, imposter syndrome. I wonder if you can help our listening audience understand what imposter syndrome is. And then I'd love your perspective. Did you battle imposter syndrome during your journey as you were preparing uh, to write, going through the writing process? If so, what did that look and feel like for you? Yeah, so... Imposter syndrome oftentimes comes from the method. The source of it is, you know, a fake it till you make it perspective. I'm just going to, I'm going to fake it until I make it. And what happens is you're leading with fraud. You're leading with, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to be fake. And hopefully nobody finds me out. And the biggest fear of an imposter is being found out. Um, There's a lot of shame involved. There's a lot of guilt involved. There's a lot of conviction involved. So instead of faking it till you make it, Something that I discovered was faith it till you make it. God, you've called me to do this. I'm not equipped to do it. So you got to equip me. I don't have the resources to do it. So you got to resource me. I don't have the skill set to do it. So you got to develop that in me. And instead of faking it and pretending like you're something you're not, faithing it and admitting, God, these are my weaknesses. So you have to show up strong in it. These are the the areas that I I can't do on my own. So I need your grace in it. And it was an opportunity for me to glorify God instead of rob him of that glory by faking Mm. who I was. And so if there are people who are listening right now and they're feeling like an imposter, I would send you back to God, go back to God and admit, God, this is everything I'm feeling. 
you've called me to do it though. So I'm going to go do it. And I'm not going to do it trying to fake my way. I'm going to do it knowing that I'm standing on the word of God, on the will of God, and you're going to make doors open that I can't on my own. You're going to do things that I can't do on my own. And it's going to bring glory to you, not glory to me. And I'm going to give that back to you. So instead of faking it until you make it, your advice is to rely on God, admit the things that you're struggling with, and trust God to, uh, as one of the uh, older ladies in my church used to say, trust God to make up the shortage, right? We don't have to do it all on our own. We don't need to be perfect, but we serve a perfect God. What a, what a powerful message. So fast forward, Sean, um, better online wealth for the Christian entrepreneur. You've seen what writing Um, has done for those that have read your book and how it's transformed their lives. Um, It led to business opportunities for you. I'm curious, what's next for you in terms of writing? Yeah, let me kind of take you back a little bit in order to answer that question. So uh, 2019, I made a decision. I'm going to read a book a week. So 52 books, and I wrote, I read 58 books, um, all by the grace of God, not because I'm a faster reader, but because God made it happen. <laughs> wow. Um, and so I read 58 books, and I discovered a format that is very frequent when it came to writing books that built authority and influence around an individual. And the format was this, uh, talk about the problem and introduce the challenge that people are facing, introduce a framework to overcome that problem, And then do some like frequently asked questions or specify what that framework is in different situations. Um, And that was kind of the three structures that I kept reading over and over, whether it's a business book, personal development book, ministry book, it was, here's the problem, here's the framework to solve it. And here's some specific, uh, specific answers to some questions that we commonly get. And so I made a decision, okay, what is the biggest question people are asking in my line of work, which is specifically helping people land high ticket sales um, and landing high paying clients. And it's how do, how do I do it? Like, how do I land that high ticket client? Now we have a program that teaches that we have, you know, a challenge that goes through the whole process. We have an entire structure around it and we have all this content already created. And so what I decided to do was I'm going to repurpose all of this content and I'm going to make a book out of it so people can walk through the process themselves. Maybe they can't afford our $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 programs, but they can afford a book. And my goal is never just to make money. It's to help every single person that I can. And so that book is going to allow us to train people in ways that we've never been able to do um, and share, here's the problem you're facing. Here's our framework. Here's how you implement it in your specific business. Um, what's really cool is now we have, I'm not speaking from my own experience, but I'm speaking from other people's experiences that we've worked with. So I'm introducing, hey, this is, you know, this is Coach Tam and this was her journey while using this framework. This was Penny and this was her journey through using the framework. This is, um, you know, Joe and this is his experience using this framework. And now we have all of this incredible content to use from client's experience and from um, our own experience to put into this book and prove like you can do this too. It's okay if you have this challenge other people have, they use the framework. Now here's the solution for you to implement it in your own life. 
And then on top of that, if you know me, I love me some good data. So uh, we've done a lot of time like researching and studying and grabbing statistical information to inform people like here's, here's what's happening at the ground level. And this is proof that the problem you're experiencing isn't just your problem and you're not alone in it because, you know, 87% of entrepreneurs say landing clients is the hardest thing they do in business. Mm. Um, and so we can now introduce a lot of this statistical data. And what's really exciting is I plan on using this book to really position myself as an expert and influencer and a thought leader in this industry. Um, and so now we have a little bit more of a strategic use with this book mm. um, as opposed to, I just want, you know, as just, just opposed to a heart desire. Um, there's a heart desire and strategy connected to it. Um, so that's the first project I'm working on. The next one is a book that I'm actually not talking about. I'm not revealing the topic. I'm not talking about anything because I'm still in study mode. And this is a book that's likely going to take me a couple of years to write. Um, but I'm, I've literally downloaded hundreds, if not thousands of research articles on this topic. Um, I've spoken with people experiencing this issue. And my goal has is to really position myself as somebody who can help people understand what this problem is and what this challenge is um, by understanding what the data says. Like I said, I'm a very big data nerd. So <laughs> I want to know the data. I want to know it. I want to learn it. I want to soak in it before I write the book. Um, and that's kind of that second project that we're working on. Wow. Pretty exciting stuff. I hope that you will come back when you are ready to talk about that project as I know that many in our listening audience um, are either aspiring or current Christian entrepreneurs and will definitely benefit from what you have to share. Uh, but in the meantime, Sean, for those that are listening right now, you've really impacted them. They want to stay connected. What is the best way for them to stay connected to your work and what's coming next? Yeah, so you can visit our website, thelegacytribe.com. Uh, you can go to Amazon, find the books that we mentioned, um, or at least online wealth for the Christian entrepreneur there. Um, get connected, take a picture of the book once you have it, send it to me. I love those pictures. Um, and you can also connect with me on Facebook. If you go to Christian Entrepreneurs Building Your Business with Purpose, you'll find our Facebook group. We have about 10,000 people in there, all believers, all spirit filled, ready to do business with God, not just for Him, and ready to support you in your journey as well. Sean, you've given us so many, I've lost count, so many powerful nuggets today. But before you go, I just want to ask you to speak one final word to our listening audience. It, there could be someone out there that says, Sean, I hear you, but I'm still having trouble getting started. What word of encouragement would you share with them to help them not only get going, but keep going in the direction of their dreams? Yeah, so uh, three words, progress over perfection. It is so easy to be a perfectionist and to want everything to be perfect before you release it. Um, I read my books now and I'm like, man, why did I phrase that sentence that way? I should have changed it this way. Or man, there's that <laughs> one typo I missed that's now published for the, all the world to see. And I thought I, I scoured it for like five days. <laughs> so guess what? Nobody honestly cares. Go mm. push, publish the book, get it out. 
because the content is what's going to change lives, not the grammar, Mm. not the way you phrase things, get it out, go change lives. Don't allow perfectionism to stop you. Um, Real quick. I I actually did a a Greek study on the, the words, two words. The first one was perfection. And in Greek, perfection is actually deeply connected and associated with impossible. It's, it's literally an impossible hmm. ideal that people are striving for. But, and, and there's a, um, there's a, uh, um, an anxiety, a um, despair associated with it because of how impossible it is to reach that ideal. And so people who are striving for perfection feel a lot of despair because it's, it's just not possible. It's impossible to achieve that perfection. The second word I looked at was excellence. And excellence has everything to do with 1% growth. It actually talks about very tiny steps to move forward from where you are today and to measure your progress based off of where you were yesterday. Um, And so in our company, we've implemented this. In my own personal life, I've implemented this. Anything I'm working on, I don't want to have a standard of perfection because there's going to be a lot Mm. of despair associated with it. I want to have a standard of excellence. Is this better than what I was able to do yesterday? If so, we're succeeding. We're making growth. We're progressing. And so let me just encourage you, if you're listening to this, don't strive for perfection. It'll never come. Strive to be better than you were yesterday. And that's what is going to lead you to that next big breakthrough. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to encourage and inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. In order to stay up to date on our episodes, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you will be notified. And if this episode has been a blessing to you, do me a favor, rate and review. Until next time, God bless.